our acknowledgement plaque to our traditional owners and thanking them for 65,000 years of sustainable environmental land management, agriculture and futures farming. So, What is futures farming? I don't think I've heard that before. Well, for us, it encaptures the past, the present and the future and all of it that that encaps encapsulates. Yeah. Even to future, futures farming being the idea of bringing some practices back, some traditional practices back like cool burning mm. and mosaic burning to actually help heal the country. Mm. So this is our, <clears throat> this all fits under our umbrella project which is Healing Barabam. So we're teaching the kids, we're teaching our community, we're teaching everybody that you can heal country. And I mean, that's been a theme of NADOC, um, and it's, it should always be something that we're always cognizant of, is that we can always heal. Yeah. Uh, and on many levels, if we can heal the country, we're healing ourselves, he healing ourselves as humans. So our idea of futures farming is actually also looking at the past and bringing some of those practices back to the future. And also this urban, aquaponics vertical farm system is definitely futures farming <laughs> high density agriculture on a in a small scale footprint that can sustain a lot of people and using resources efficiently so we're going to have a look. Yeah. So I'm Christopher Fallon. I'm the founder of Australian Urban Growers. I've got a background in architecture, a bit of insurance thrown in there as well because we've got to go on a wild goose chase for a while. Uh, my focus has always been on uh, making the most sustainable cities and the most effective method I could see for that is reurbanization of agriculture. Um, the city was built around food and around water and we seem to have pushed food and water to our fringes. Well, it's time to bring it back. So, Dave, uh, I'll describe what we've just walked into for everyone. So, a formerly abandoned plot of land, uh, the classic term out of bounds uh, that we all remember, <laughs> uh, is what this was. And through a bit of ingenuity, a lot of stick to and a hell of a lot of grunt work, uh, a team over the course of the holidays managed to turn what was a metre strip uh, that was completely unusable with lots of vegetation, which vegetation's great, but unmanaged vegetation into a functional working space of about 300 square meters. So it's a security enclosure to keep our stuff safe. And in this, we've housed ourselves an aquaponic and vertical farming system, which uses concepts uh, such as that aquaculture for fish, uh, different scientific or STEM concepts around filtration methods, uh, aeroponics in the hydroponic sense, also utilizing uh, carbon capturing soil which has a carbon element in it as well as uh, bacteria and myceliums to help create a better synergy in that planting mix. Uh, we've got a seed growing station so our kids learn everything from start to finish and um, uh, then we've also got uh, our green wall to show them the passive cooling effects of plants in an environment. Yeah right. Yeah. So what have we got in here? This is one of your tilk tanks that you've uh, 
Yeah, that's right. So uh, they're about a meter by a meter by a meter in size. They hold about a thousand to fourteen hundred liters generally, and we've cut that open. We've insulated it, and we've got our water in there for our fish. We have an auto feeder for our fish. Uh, then we have uh, that flowing out into a solids filter, which makes sure we capture all the nasties before uh, they go out into the uh, larger system because we don't want poo on our food, uh, but we do want the nutrients that come with the come with the poo so yeah okay so how does that work so we start off you feed the fish yep. in this uh, tank that's right so yeah you feed the fish uh, now what happens is the fish uh, they urinate they poo and that contains nutrients which are beneficial to our soil you might have heard of people using sea salt at home which is full of fish and also fish waste uh, well those are nutrients that we use in our gardens at home and this is using it in the water format so we take the physical component out and then we uh, just send the nutrient component over as a, as a part of the water. What happens from there uh, is the water has been cleaned of its solids. Once the water enters the columns that contain the plants, the plants eat the things. But what happens is the plants, by their nature, extract all of those fertilizers from the water so that when you return the water to the tank at the end of the day that water is clean again for the fish because the fish don't want to live in their filth much like we don't want to live in our filth we have to keep them healthy by keeping that pumping through the plants yeah okay so let's go on to the next stage yeah so we pump it up to the top and then we've got a uh, distribution channel for the irrigation which then runs the water through our columnar system that we make at australian urban growers that columnar system on each column holds 36 plants for each of the towers we fabricate that's 648 plants so all up we've got uh i think it's about 3200 plants uh, as a potential at uh, Kelvin Grove State College that we can grow and that's all in the space of about eight square meters So as the water trickles through the pipes, it just lays itself over the plants uh, Because of the special mix we've got it doesn't pick up more nutrients than it requires. It's actually good at uh, chelating or releasing excess um, and uh, That excess then comes back and we continue that cycle of purification as we go. Here's a broccoli. Broccoli? Yep, so uh, I think that's a cos lettuce. So uh, uh, yep. very much in our early stages. So they're looking like they're trying to work themselves out <laughs> as we work out how they work. Yeah. Uh, but we've got, we're, we're trialing a bit of everything and we've got the kids to plant a scatter of uh, catnip even, parsley, basil, uh, lettuce. Lettuce is the primary at the moment being 12 bucks a head. Yeah, right. Anything we can give back to the tuck shop to make the tuck shop's life easier is pretty cool. And healthier for the kids. Exactly. Yeah. There's a nutrient loss with the food transit that occurs as well. So anything you can uh, reduce as far as time for bioavailability within food to degrade is a benefit to those who are using it. So that's what we really want to see is more nutritious, tastier food that's fresh and damn well affordable. Mm. Um, if our listeners uh, want to start a vertical farm, yep. garden, aquaponics setup. Yep. Do you guys help with that at all? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we can help with large or small household systems. The most important thing is to pick the right location at your home to begin with. So getting an in-home consultancy is hugely important. Um, so you could reach out to Australian Urban Growers uh, on our website, www.australianurbangrowers.com. It's a mouthful. Uh, 
and also we work with partners right across town so that we can keep those prices for the supply systems as tight as possible. Um, we are big adherents to the fact that we're very busy people as in society as a whole and not everyone has time to manage their garden at home as well so one of the things we do is we work with people and with clients we're working with to make sure they have a management component if they need it to support their lifestyle now this management component doesn't have to be a huge amount of money it could actually provide you savings against what you'd pay it at the store uh, keep in mind you're not going to grow everything that you need at home um, but if you build that up with your community and a community of neighbours, well, there's opportunities that things get a bit easier for everyone. Yeah, and that's like what we should be doing, right? Absolutely. That's the like the idea about uh, that you guys yeah. are most interested in. Absolutely. So um, monocropping is the most simple way to get ahead. We love permaculture and we love ecosystems as they are but when we're talking isolated systems uh, at home it's easier for you to grow one product your neighbor to grow another and then you to come together and share those products at the end of the day because uh, it's a specialty to grow things in uh, to grow different plants you need different conditions so why not specify or make your life easy with one condition and it's the same with all your neighbors and then come together Meanwhile, we're still going to need people who are running those larger commercial farms because there's a lot of people who can't grow food at home. And that's where uh, groups like Australian Urban Growers and some of our uh, collaborators in the market in neighbourhood are working on larger schemes to bring uh, large scale vertical farming in, in the scope of taller buildings, four storey, five storey, hopefully one day 30 storey, back home so we can have these large green generators inside of our town. Yeah, wow. That would be, yeah, that would be something to behold. That would be wonderful. Yeah.